Romans 14 and 17. Man, it feels good in here today. Do y'all feel his peace in here? Who needs a healing in your body? Anybody need a healing? I know that sickness has ran rampant. We got flu. We got all the stuff. But how many knows we can run the flu out if we have enough faith? How many believe that God can run the flu out of, even out of you, right? You may have it right now and not even know it. But he has the authority and the power over sickness. All we got to do is come into agreement with his authority and his power in our lives. Amen. So let's do that before we move uh, on, and I'll do it quickly. Heavenly Father, I pray over sickness and disease. We pray over those who are homesick. We pray over those in the room sick. We declare that, Lord, the the flu stops right here. It stops right now. We we declare uh, a a hedge of protection around those, um, Lord Jesus, who, who are in this room. We thank you, Lord, for a hedge of protection. A hedge, a hedge, a protector, Father, uh, from, and I, I just pray, as you build our faith, you can build our immunity. <laughs> he can build our, he can do anything he wants to do. God, we just ask you to build our immunity right now. While you're doing that, build our unity. Build it all up today, God, and we just ask you that you just, I mean, supply, God, in this room today, healing, deliverance, whatever it is, God, that is needed, but we speak specifically to sickness and illness, and we declare that it must be leave your body, it must leave your house, it must leave your community in the name of Jesus, and we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. If you just got healed, won't you give Jesus praise? Man, I love Jesus. Anybody in love with Jesus? We're going to read this verse real quickly and get into it. And uh, this is a powerful verse. It says this. Are you ready? Three of you. Are you ready? There you go. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness. Say that with me righteousness, say the rest, and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let's say it all, that, that last part, right, starting at righteousness, say it, righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, or the, the or the, whichever one you want to use. These things are acceptable to God. And approved by man. Isn't that something? They're acceptable to God and approved by man. Wow. That's powerful. I wasn't even intending on reading. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace. And the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the works of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure. Somebody shout pure. But it is evil for the man who eats with offense. Let me just stop right there. Let's stop right there. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your... Man, I feel your presence, God. I thank you, Lord, for your peace in this room. Lord, if we, if we did not shout one praise, I thank you for your peace right now. I just sense his peace in this room. And Lord, I thank you for it. Come on, can we just give him praise for his peace? Just, just in your own way. If you want to shout, that's fine. I'm not... I'm not but just thank God. You shouldn't have peace right now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
You should have lost your mind a long time ago. But you're still walking in peace. Anybody glad that you may be in pieces, but you got peace? Come on, somebody. You might be broken, but I got peace. And so, Lord, I just pray that you anoint the rest of this time in this sermon today. Speak to us. Please speak to us, God. Let us hear you. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I don't know how this is going to go today. I don't even have a preconceived thought of what and how God wants to speak. I just know that he spoke this scripture to my mind and my spirit. And I have preached this scripture so many times and felt the churning in my spirit and, and, and the preach come on me. And because there's such a revelation when we understand his ability. And even in my inability, when you get the revelation of his ability, it brings excitement. It brings uh, courage. It brings strength that's not from this rim. And Jesus in Matthew 4.23 not only preached the gospel of the kingdom, but he demonstrated what he preached. How many knows it's one thing to preach something? It's another thing to demonstrate what you preach. It's reality of what we release. See, I can release things all day long to you, but if I don't believe it, I'm just releasing it. And there's no ability for it to manifest if I'm not believing what I'm releasing. There has to be not only a, 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 a releasing of your ears to be able to hear, but if I'm not preaching with a reality of what I'm declaring, then I might as well just put this microphone down and we can go on to the house. But I can tell you with all confidence that this word will stand when the world is destroyed. This power that's in this word, it's not just letter, it's life. It's not just principle, it's power. And we see that Matthew, we see he preached and the kingdom manifested. As he preached, it was demonstrated. As the word was going out, healings were taking place. As he would stand in the midst of the multitude, he would just speak. And as he spoke, things would happen. Faith would explode. People would come and try to get a hold of his garment just to be healed. Because now we're not waiting for the kingdom to come. How many knows it showed up? And when Jesus showed up, there was a tangible proof of his existence. There was a tangible proof that he was there. This is the kind of place I want to be in. Not just be in a place of, 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 of word being heard, but a place of a word being ex experienced. And we see that, that, that the kingdom begin to overpower. How many knows that when the kingdom shows up, it overpowers? It can be in a whisper, but it still has an overpowering ability. And we see here that the kingdom shows up and begins to break darkness. It begins to break through despondency. It begins to drive out demons, the Bible says, because the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the prince of peace showed up. How many knows when the prince of peace shows up, confusion silences. And we see that the light of God's kingdom disrupts the influence of the enemy. I'm thankful for the disruptor that come through the delivery of the kingdom. 
the disruption that, that all my life is in chaos, but something disrupted the chaos and, and, and revealed his peace and revealed his righteousness and revealed his joy in his presence. And, and our most crucial pursuit this morning is not our influence to one another. Our most crucial uh, pursuit this morning is not uh, uh, the approval of man. Our most crucial pursuit this morning is not what kind of presidential candidate that we need to elect. Our most crucial pursuit this morning is not what am I going to fix when I get home and that's my, no, our most crucial pursuit right now and at all times in our life should be the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and then he will start adding things to your life. I feel his power today. When I seek first the kingdom of God, he begins to add to my life, but I cannot seek the kingdom. I cannot even experience the kingdom. I cannot even uh, fathom what the kingdom holds if I am not able to be delivered by the convicting power of his spirit that's moving in this room right now. If the convicting power of the Holy Ghost begins to knock on my heart's door and I ignore it and I ignore it and I ignore it, listen, there'll be a time when the knock stops. There'll be a time when you don't hear him. There'll be a time when he says, okay, you don't want me. I'll just walk away and you may have all the fun and you may do the dance and you may shout hallelujah, but you're not going to tap into the rim of the kingdom that God desires for you and I to tap into. His kingdom is distinct from all other kingdom. His kingdom can only be uh, comprehended through the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that I'll never understand His kingdom. I'll never understand the ways of His kingdom if I don't John 3, 3 and John 3, 5, one must be born again to perceive it. Amen? One must be born again to enter into it. And it has to be by way of His Spirit. Somebody shout His Spirit. But what I really want to focus in on is what is going on here. We see, let me go back here, because Paul was talking about some of the people who were flaunting. They were flaunting their position. They were flaunting how much they knew. They were flaunting the revelation that they understood. They could do things that other people couldn't do because their faith was at a place that they could do it. And, 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 and so they can eat what others can't eat and they can drink what others can't drink. And isn't this like you and I that we like to flaunt and we call it spiritual, but it's really flaunting your flesh. And, and, and the meaning of the kingdom doesn't uh, consist of external things like food, but it is a spiritual relationship like righteousness, peace, and joy. Hallelujah. That comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to go somewhere with this. And we need to see the context because religion and relationship are two totally different things, ladies and gentlemen. Because religion looks on the outside. But relationship is worried about what's going on on the inside. It's not about external spectacle. Spectators. We got a lot of spectators. Listen, it's time to stop spectating and start participating. Doesn't matter what level you're on. Doesn't matter what level you're on. Participate in the level that you can. Participate. 
We're not going to argue about this. We're going to agree with what we can agree on and that that is Jesus Christ. Listen, high and lifted up. And when he's lifted up and we understand that his blood is able to set free, to deliver, then all of a sudden it doesn't matter what level I'm on. We're all on the same level when it comes to the blood of Jesus. It's not a spectator sport. It's it's not an external spectacle, but it's an internal reality. How many is glad that you're not just wearing it on the outside, but you got it deep down on the inside of you? You got it deep down on the inside of you when nobody else is, is, is being a spectator. You got it deep down inside of you when you're sitting in your living room. You got it deep down inside of you. This is the kingdom of God, that you're living in his peace, that you're living in his righteousness, that you're living in his joy and rules and regulation want to restrict you from the freedom of relationship with Jesus. I want to show you this because Paul is addressing the Romans' disputes, emphasizing that the kingdom is not trivial arguments over days, over seasons, over practices, but Christianity and his kingdom transcends religious formalities. It's about defeating principalities. Come on. It's not about my formalities. It's about defeating principalities. Come on. It's not about formalities. It's about defeating principalities. I'm going to say it again. It's not about your formality. It's about defeating principalities. Come on, somebody. It isn't a trivial argument. It's not me arguing about what I know and you don't know. It's not about me arguing on my denominational side and you arguing on your denominational side. It's not about what I can eat and you can't eat. What it is about is that it's about righteousness it's about peace it's about his joy and the reason that church has lost their joy they've lost their peace they've lost their assurance of his righteousness is because there's been a demon called denominations it's gotten in the way Oh, I wish I had somebody to help me in this place. Somebody ought to get set free because who the sun sets free is free indeed and no kind of religion can tie you back up. When he sets you free, no demon can tie you back up. Your addiction cannot tie you back up. You know what ties you back up? Religion. Come on. You know what ties you back up? Rules and regulations. Stop telling me what I can't do and tell me what he's already done. I wish I had somebody to help me in the place. I just, I, I, man, I'm, I'm boiling about this. I'm stirred about this. Because when you understand what he is and who he is, you don't have to be told what to do. And we see here that for long, too long, denominational strife has plagued Christianity. Can I get an amen somewhere? It's turning our place into a battleground. It is turning, uh, it, it has turned uh, into a battleground when it should be a place of breakthrough. It's turning uh, his house and his church into a place of comparison when it should be a place of conquering. The kingdom isn't about contentious debates on uh, rituals or attire what I got on. This is the reason that I believe that the Lord has been speaking to us. Can I talk to you like this? Is this all right today? Uh, it, it, the reason that, that uh, the, I believe Pastor Amanda has been prophetically speaking of dismantling and destruction uh, and, and destruction of, of, of structured and structures and man-made structures is because uh, God seeks to discard falsehood and welcome genuine relationships. 
Genuine revival, genuine renewal. And when the kingdom of power is poured out through joy, peace, and righteousness, and it's a real outpouring, a refreshing, because there's been uh, uh, everybody on every level that's willing to humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, pray that God would pour out His Spirit, then all of a sudden we can have an Acts 2 experience all over again because we understand that I can't do it in myself. My words, mere words will not do anything. He, he, I must have His oil attached to it. I must have His wind attached to it. I must have His power. I can do all things through him but without him I can do nothing I can tell you to do the right thing but if there's no spirit behind what I'm saying I might as well pack my bags go to the house and get a new vocation but I wish I had somebody in this place that would say in this day and time I'm going to live in his joy I'm going to live in his peace I'm going to live like I know and I'm, I, I have a blessed assurance Jesus is mine come on I'm an heir of salvation I, I'm a royal priesthood I've got royal blood flowing through my veins what is mine is his and what is his is mine come on somebody he's your provider he's everything that you need come on I wish I had somebody that understood the love of God in this place get your joy back come on get your peace back whatever it is that's taken is not worthy to be compared to the glory if you'll just have faith enough to believe that he's about to release an Acts 2 again and 3,000 souls are about to be saved again and they may look at you like you're drunk because you You'll always have a spectator and a watcher. But somebody just have a case of the I don't care. I got his peace. I got his joy. I got his righteousness. Somebody give God praise in this place if you're ready for a fresh outpouring and fresh harvest. Glory. Man, I wasn't going to do that today, but the kingdom power poured out on the day of Pentecost. Y'all remember the story. And Peter stood out and he stepped out. Somebody that was timid now with boldness is stepping out with clarity, fearlessness that only comes through the kingdom. Unafraid as a leader of the puzzling disturbance, he shouted out, they're not drunk as you suppose. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel that in the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. Servant men and women will prophesy. Not just the pastor. Come on, somebody. It's time for you to start prophesying. Oh, come on now. It's time for you to start declaring in your house. You have the ability. You have the authority. On the, I'm not condemning you. I'm trying to challenge you. I'm trying to tell you that you have joy. You have peace. You have his righteousness. You have the ability and your inability. It's called relationship. There was a shift in that moment of the wind. They had been walking with him. But now he is in them. What was walking with him now is in them. And the Bible says that there was a shift, a transformation, a movement, a, a launching out of the church, the mission, the outpouring of God's Spirit. And then we see the multitudes begin to come into the, the gospel knowledge of Jesus Christ and God release salvation. Come on, release salvation. Let's stop talking about doctrine and start preaching the gospel. Come on, somebody. 
Let's stop arguing with one another and start reaching the streets and start reaching our community. Come on. You say, well, I can't do it. Let me tell you how to do it. Ask somebody what they need prayer for. The next thing you do is say, do you know Jesus? If they say no, then say, let me pray a sinner's prayer. And you say, do you believe it that Jesus died for you, that he was buried and that he rose on the third day? Well, praise God if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, I got good news for you on the street. You can be saved. And guess what? I got a good church that you can come to and be built up in your faith. Now, come on, somebody. It's time to start arguing. It's time to stop arguing with one another. And it's time to start releasing the gospel in the street. God releases salvation when we release his gospel in the street. God releases deliverance when we release his gospel in the street. I came to tell somebody God desires relationship with you. God desires connection with you by way of the spirit. Christianity is not mere moral code. It's not a solely restricted thing. It's not solely about restrictions. Come on, somebody. It is about relationship. How many knows that when you have a relationship that is real, it will, it, you don't need restrictions? Listen, let me just tell you, when I love my wife, I don't need restriction because I'm not going to do anything to hurt her heart. I'm not going to do anything to displease her. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is good all by himself. I don't need some kind of man-made law to tell me what his love has done in my life. I wish I had somebody to understand what I'm saying. I'm not telling you to live any way that you want to. Don't misunderstand what I'm preaching. What I'm trying to tell you is it's time to start dogging everybody that's not on your level. It's not about eating and drinking. It's about his kingdom. It's about his peace. It's about his joy. It's about his righteousness. It's about his healing. It's about, his, I wish I had some help up in here. It's about his ability to raise you up wherever you are. God released the kingdom. Shoo! He released the kingdom. I got so, let me just talk with you for a minute. I got so frustrated. You know where I'm going? Good. I got so mad, y'all. I just got to be honest. Because I've seen so many times. And, and, and it's so crazy to me. Because the church is so used and accustomed to a, an abusive relationship. Not, not from him. That we feel more comfortable when we're abused and used. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I got so frustrated the other day. I watched the documentary. And all, you know, it's okay. Is this okay, everybody? And everybody dressed the same. And they had the same hairdos. And they had all the same things. And they had all of the, 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 the booklets to tell them how they're supposed to act. I don't need your booklet when I got the book. Sorry. When you all looking the same and you got the same length on your dress and you got, let me tell you what that is, it's called strange fire. It's called strange fire. It's called man-made mechanisms. And they, they still doing stuff inside because they look good on the outside. 
but they're not changed on the inside. Let me tell you something. It's not about what you got on today. And I'm not dogging anybody. What I'm telling you is what's in your heart. I'm preaching right now. What's in your heart? What's in, you can look the same. You can, you can, you want me to tell you what that is? It's not, it's called a cult, not the kingdom. Can I just tell you what that is? A man-made thing is a cult. I'm not into cult things. I'm into kingdom things where everything looks different, but we come together in one mind, in one cord, in one spirit. And let me tell you, you want an ax to stop looking at everybody to look like you and let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit desires to do in this place. I don't have to have all of you. I just got to get some of you to see that he has already released you and you don't need anybody else to tell you that you're free the spirit teaches me come on sir the spirit teaches I don't need I loved you but I don't need your mechanism I don't need your booklet I don't need to fix my hair like you do I don't need to wear some kind of long dress I'm not going to wear a dress or pants the way you think I should wear my pants to make me look like I'm holy if that's what it is then I guess what I'll go and do and use my talents and gifts for something else but I want to tell you he's been too good to me come on somebody he's been too good to me to, for me to let him down come on he's been too good for me for me to go out and my sin that he's delivered me from. This is the revelation. Don't let anybody steal your peace. Don't let any. It's. Oh, I'm so frustrated. Because you'll go to an organization like that and the place is full of people. Because we're used to an abusive relationship, not an anointed atmosphere. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody. Because the Bible says in His presence is the fullness of joy. Not if, not if my favorite song's playing. We got it wrong. And we've been spooled rotten to hear it the way we want to hear it. He's real if my favorite song's playing. He's real if somebody else's favorite song's playing. He's real if the preacher's preaching what I studied on last week. He's real if he's preaching something different than I studied last week. Come on, somebody. Well, the Holy Spirit ain't on him because he ain't, and I, he didn't hear what I heard in the prayer closet. Comparison is a cult. It, it produces nothing but jealousy, competitiveness. You can look the same and still be jealous. I'm just over it, y'all. I'm over it. I'm ready for a real thing to happen. Come on, somebody. I got five of you that's agreeing with me today. I'm ready for somebody to see Jesus for real. I'm, I'm ready to see who he really is. He, he's, a, he's a friend to the sinner. He, he, he wants to pull some drug addicts off the street, not talk about what you know in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. He is the kingdom. He don't care what you know. Oh, what are you doing with what you know? Man, some of y'all, I'm, I'm, 
Y'all better start agreeing with me. I'm going to go step on your toes. The kingdom of God is his rule. It's his dominion. It's his authority. That shifts us, watch this, from self-centeredness, self-centered perspectives into looking up to God's omnipresent power, enabling the believer to walk in light. Let me just say that. It's not about my, pers my perspectives of the kingdom. It's about his power of the kingdom. Mere external will not do. Comparison, criticizing, striving will not do in the kingdom of God. When I was a child, I would hear preaching. And I'm talking about preaching that, that, that was like they'd been somewhere before they got up there. You know what I'm saying? And they preached. And the reverberation of that preaching would begin to burn something in me. A stir as a child. I didn't even know what it was. I couldn't understand it. But there was a stirring inside that created hunger, that created uh, a thirst. And we see that um, when God beckoned his people into a divine call such as he did in preaching. Let me tell you what I did first. Man, you can watch somebody else do it, but when you start doing it, it's a whole different thing. And I was preach. I, I remember the first time, man, the timid nature collided with the weighty responsibility. I mean, if y'all knew me back then, you couldn't believe what I'm doing right now because I was so timid and, and I was nervous about getting it right. But it wasn't too long into responding to the call, not telling you I got it all right every day. Not what I'm saying. But what I am telling you is I begin to understand and discern that it's beyond me getting words right. It's beyond the eloquence of the delivery. It's beyond striving. It's beyond perfecting. It's not about correcting yourself that you look so much like a robot that you can't be real. It's about being his conduit, as Pastor Amanda has spoken so many times. It's not about being so correct that you can't be a conduit. It's, you have to be willing to mess up because in your mess, there's a miracle. In your weakness, he's the strength. His presence manifests the reality of Jesus when you get rid of yourself. His righteousness, peace, and joy is released in the atmosphere. And God inscribed in that moment in my heart. I remember when it happened. It was not the importance. Oh, yes, I still study. Oh, yes, I, I try to write all the words right. But if God tells me, get off of that and go to you, guess what I'm going to do? Because it's not so much about uh, trying to say it right that I missed the right thing. And the importance of the anointing is to be submissively knowing. It's the submissive acknowledgement that in my inabilities, <laughs> he has the ability. 
I, I, I have many inabilities, but, but with, and, and I know that without Him, I can do nothing. But, but with His guidance, it won't be pointless. Come on. With His, with His guidance, it's not just words. Come on. With His guidance, with His, with His guidance, preaching is not just a, a, a pointless, uh, a, a thing that I'm trying to do. With His guidance, it's not just uh, worthless words. With His guidance, it's not just, uh, uh, efforts that, that are truly empty, but, uh, with His guidance, it's, it's just like what Paul said. Paul said it in 2 and 4, one, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and 4. He said, my message and my preaching may not be with wise uh count with wise persuasive punctuation but what he was saying it's going to be it may not sound like you want it to sound it may not sound like what you grew up on the booklets that you got to tell you how to do everything right it may not sound like the Pharisees and the scribes it may sound totally different than that it may sound like more like a demonstration it may sound more like power because let me just tell you something it can be simple and still be powerful come on it can be about the cross and the blood and the resurrection and that's all that you need to do and I want you to understand that faith would not be in the wisdom of man but now it would be in the power of God because Paul who was astute concerning the law knew several different languages Paul was one of those people that he could convince people with his intelligence he knew how to communicate he knew how to do it like he did it and all the Pharisee he was the top and in, in his team if you will but he chose to lay everything down in that moment he chose to lay everything down and this is what happened he, he may not have sounded like them oh but he sounded like something else he's it might have sounded simple but all the power that was behind his message in the gospel and Paul said I counted all is dung that I could gain the knowledge of the cross that I could gain the power Power of the blood that I could gain the power of the cross and Paul decided to lay down what he knew in order to declare some things that were mysterious to him he didn't understand even sometimes what he was saying but he knew whatever changed him changed him he didn't want it to be the same way that it used to be he didn't want it to sound the same way that it used to sound and I just believe that God is breaking stuff loose he's dismantling some structures he's doing a new thing now and it's spring I feel this right now and it's springing forth and it may not look the same and it may not sound the same but I'm going to tell you this if there's peace in it and there's joy in it and there's righteousness in it and his presence is in it guess what I want to be all in the new thing whatever he's doing if he has to rip up an old thing to do a new thing I say Lord you just have your way it may not sound right but God if it is right whatever it is that you want to do whatever it is that you want to do deliver because I'm telling you this is not in debates this is not in you getting it right this is not in us fighting with one another uh, 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 over truth and and using and weaponizing truth for our own agenda no that's not what this is this is that the kingdom of God will be released you want me to tell you why because when the kingdom of God releases all of a the sudden there's healing in the room when the kingdom of God is released all of a the sudden where there was lack there's abundance come on when the kingdom 
kingdom of God is released in the room where there was no insight. There's divine revelation where the kingdom of God comes into the room. I come to tell you, every man, woman, boy, and girl, under the sound of my voice, if it's all about the kingdom, you're going to leave this place with healing. You're going to leave this place with deliverance. You're going to leave this place with his peace. You're going to leave this place with his joy. You're going to leave with your marriage fixed. Come on, somebody. You're going to leave with your mind fixed. You're going to leave with your ministry fixed. You're going to leave with your job worked out. You're going to leave with everything right because when you're in his presence, everything has to line up with his presence. Everything has to line up with his truth. Everything has to line up with his power. And I come to tell you, you may have come in here sick and tired, but you're going to leave healed and rejuvenated. You may have come in this place with sorrow and weeping, but you're going to leave this place with a dance and rejoicing. Come on. You may have come in here with an empty bank account. Oh, but if you can believe it, I promise you, he will fill your bank account so fat that you will not have not room. You'll have to go to another bank and another bank because my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory and to those who will give him something back. He said, I'll give back to you pressed down, shaken together and running over. I wish I had somebody that would put a hallelujah on his presence right now because I believe that if you will just praise him just for about 30 seconds, praise him into comparison that he loves you. How much, how many is glad that he loved you, that he pulled you out of sin, that he pulled you out of sickness, that he pulled you out of the struggle, that he pulled you out of the strain, that he pulled you out of the bad thing, and he's doing a new thing. Somebody give God praise for the new thing now that's springing forth, and it's called kingdom business. It's called kingdom thing. It's called kingdom activation. It's called kingdom authority, and we need kingdom authority. We don't just need words. We need the wonder behind the word. We don't need just the word. We need the light that will come in and dispel the darkness. We need the light because the devil is wreaking havoc on our children and the next generation. But is there anybody that will stop complaining about what somebody else don't know and start preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Stop preaching what you think is right and start preaching that he died but he was buried but he rose on the third day somebody give God praise for the power that's released when you say Jesus did it Jesus settled it Jesus saved me Jesus delivered me Jesus healed my marriage Jesus healed my bank account Jesus healed my church Jesus healed my knee Jesus healed my head Jesus picked me up Jesus brought me back to life Jesus restored me Jesus renewed me Jesus changed me Jesus put a new song in me Jesus put a new word in me Jesus put a new heart in me Jesus put deliverance in me Jesus put the kingdom in me and the kingdom of heaven suffered violent but I'm looking for a violent that stands up in this place right now and say today is the last day that I'm going to be depressed today is the last day that I'm going to be condemned. Today is the last day that I'm going to live my life based on laws and religion. Today I live in love. Today I live redeemed. Today I live set free. Today I live for him. For God I'll live. For God I'll die. He died for me so I'll die for 
him. He lived for me, so I live for him. Somebody give God praise in this place. Take 30 seconds and break complacency off. Break depression off. Break oppression off in the name of Jesus.